to Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis, and I'm with my lovely wife, Rachel. We are your hosts. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the how, what, when, where, and why. We want to affirm and encourage you in this decision to homeschool. We want to challenge and inspire you to take it all to new heights. And we want to celebrate everything you get to experience along the way. Welcome to episode number 55. Today's show is titled, Radically Intentional Parenting, Part 8 of 12, Sleepovers. (laughs) Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool. So if you've been following this 12-part series on radically intentional parenting, you know we're talking about issues in a relative chronological order, at least as much as possible. That is, we're addressing the topics as they most likely come to you. So part one was an introduction. Then in parts two through seven, we covered church, mealtimes, discipline, family size, K-12 education, and extracurricular activities. Today in part eight you're most likely at a point when one of your kids got their first invitation to a sleepover. Do you let them go? Are these nothing but innocent fun and game times? Are there any dangers? Rachel, what is a radically intentional parent to do with sleepovers? So this is probably, I don't know if we can rate how unpopular each one of these decisions are. This is quite a whopping list. We said no to sleepovers. There's no sense in dodging the question or any other saying it any other way. We said no to it. And I am not only glad that we said no to it, because we said no to it without any advice from anybody older. There weren't like mentors that were encouraging us to say no. But we said no to sleepovers. And I can report today that our adult children are also glad we did, which also I think gives strength to our conversation today. Well, there's no doubt, and it's this is obviously uh, not going to be popular with your kids, most likely, and even with other adults, you can end up being very misunderstood, mm-hmm. possibly even offend a good friend, because one of the things with sleepovers, if you're going to say no, is you have to say no to all sleepovers. Right. Uh, there just has to be no discrimination between friends, acquaintances, or strangers. We don't do sleepovers. Right. So... It's a pretty uh, strong stake in the ground that you might be putting down, but we actually believe there's tremendous benefits for doing this pretty unpopular and taking uh, taking this difficult stance, again, all because you're trying to be intentional in your parenting, not haphazard, not random, not whatever, and this is one that falls into the category most likely of being radically intentional. Indeed. And I think you've made an excellent point that I just want to underscore again, and that is to say no to this, I believe, is to say no to all of them. Because if it starts being, well, we'll, we'll have it with this family, but not with this family, that gets really hairy really fast. We just said no across the board. And it didn't matter age. It didn't matter if you were a son or a daughter, we just weren't going to do sleepovers. And so we kind of got a reputation that we just didn't sleep sleepovers, which... Helped in the long exactly. run over time. Over At the t- end of time, time, the invitations stopped coming in. Except that our children would still get invitations to come to the party. But it was pretty generally understood that they wouldn't spend the night. So how did we handle that, Davis, when they got an invitation that for everybody else was a sleepover but it was extended to our child as, would you like to come to the party, right? What did that look like? Well, 
I'll give an example um, where our kids were in a Taekwondo program, and it was a run by people we trusted, otherwise we wouldn't even be having them, and I had a good relationship with the master of the um, Taekwondo group. So I trusted him as a person, but uh, they weren't Christians, and we didn't have some of those deeper values uh, common with us. But they had a sleepover uh, event happening, and these were guys that they spent lots of time with Mm -hmm. uh, during their weekly meetings and such. And so the boys really wanted to participate. And that was one time that we got a tremendous amount of pressure. So what I ended up doing was I made the sacrifices that a dad or a mom makes at times. And I told the boys, okay, you can go. You can do the activities from, you know, 6 p.m. until 11. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to pick you up at 11 when, you know, the movie was supposed to be over. uh, And they were going to supposedly all sleep in the dojong, which is their, their gym, on the mats. And I picked them up, brought them home, and then I brought them back at six in the morning when they were supposed to be having breakfast and doing some activities and then doing their normal Saturday routines. Uh, And then I picked them back up at noon on Saturday. So I made some tremendous sacrifices, mainly to avoid the sleepover portion of it. And, And now I'll even just ask rhetorically, why do you think I did that? Why, why would I avoid the sleepover portion of a sleepover and yet I allow my kids to participate in the front end or the back end of an activity like this? Well, I, I'll jump in and answer your rhetorical and praise you. I, I think it's, I really don't think it's complicated. I think it's one of the things that people want to think of as a rite of passage, that doing sleepovers is a rite of passage, you know. Nothing too bad happened at the ones I went to. Look, I don't remember anything positive coming out of a sleepover. You've got a bunch of immature, sinful young people, whether they're elementary age, preteen, or teens, all together. They're tired. They're unsupervised. Nothing good comes out of that. And I think on the, on the altar of a sleepover, so you're describing a circumstance between midnight and 6 a.m., I think there's all manner of negative things that can happen during that window of time. And I think at the end of the day, you've got purity issues in question. You've got um, privacy issues in question. And you've got the potential for kids' innocence to be just stolen right out from under them. Exactly. In a context where, I mean, I know my experience was my parents were discerning where I slept over. My mom and dad made it a point that... I was not going to get to sleep over at somebody's house if they didn't know the parents. Hey, look, I think that's a step in the right direction. But nine out of ten times, those parents aren't staying up all night because that's the whole point. The kids want to just do their own thing and stay up all night or whatever. They're unsupervised. And in my experience, and I believe in yours also, there was nothing God-honoring that happened between midnight and 6 a.m. Exactly. The, The question I would ask another way is, what are some of the positive things that happen at sleepovers? Pause for effect. Pause for effect. I can't think of anything either, <laughs> I can't but either. there's tremendous potential for negative things to happen and ranging from really, really bad to even just mildly bad, where, as like you described, where privacy issues or innocence or purity are ruined mm-hmm. for a young child. 
one of my most un- unfortunate experiences with a sleepover happened at an elder's house. So this guy was an elder at the church that we attended. His, he and his wife and my mom and dad were great friends. And the movie that was shown at this sleepover was grossly inappropriate, was almost completely sexual in nature, with an awkward group of barely teenagers sitting around, eyes glued to the television. And I remember wishing I could call home and somebody come and take me away because I was like, how did I end up here? But I ended up there because mom and dad thought who these people were. But on that particular evening, the parents had gone on a date, left all the teenagers there. VCR was the new thing. Popped the movie in. And there it was. And nothing positive came out of that. Not a thing positive came out of that. Yeah. Well, and and I would uh, encourage you as listeners to think about your own experience. Um, I'm glad I was never abused at a sleepover, but there are some really bad things that happened at sleepovers, again, that I was at with people that my mom and dad knew. Right. Uh, now, there were even some that my parents didn't know their parents very well, and those were the worst scenarios, but it, it can be very scary for a child to be in a scenario that's unfamiliar to them without mom and dad, and then some negative things start happening and they don't know what to do. You know, and I'll even talk about a few more, quote, innocent things than a really awful movie that I was exposed to because I was that was never in our home at all. But even just the games and the conversation, I don't think anything positive comes out of a bunch of little sinners sitting around late at night who are exhausted There's a proverb that says, where words are many, sin is not absent. Obviously, a sleepover is not the only context that you can apply that particular verse in Proverbs to, right? I mean, you can can apply that to a bunch of women out shopping together, even at a retreat. There's lots of circumstances you can apply that verse to. But I think certainly young people, teenagers, pre-teenagers, in a setting unsupervised in the middle of the night it can devolve very quickly into inappropriate conversation, games, laughing about people, being malicious. And I got to tell you, today with all the, the proliferation of the devices and the, exactly. the texting and the sexting and all, of, I just don't think that this is a, an equation for positive good. It, it's a really good setup for bad things to happen. I think so too. And not a really good setup for good things to happen. Right. I think there are too many good alternatives, like having your home be a place where the teenagers hang out. Or I remember we talked about this, I think, on another podcast where we would have an all-day, like Lord of the Rings, where we would watch Lord of the Rings all day. And I mean, I don't know how many teenagers we had here. I threw a lot of pancakes off and on the grill. And we had tacos for lunch, and I think we did pizza for dinner. So we fed them all day long, but they were right here, right? And they During were watching. During the day. Exactly. Doing, and, and so we're, th- this is not a show against getting young teenagers kids together, or right. teenagers together to do planned activities with adult supervision to help them enjoy the fellowship that can come by being with friends. This is specifically a show about sleepovers right and the dangers that can come with that and the strength that's required by a parent to put the stake in the ground and say no to sleepovers and as rachel said our kids 
have been very thankful now that they're adults and there are two oldest are married, they have young kids, but as they look back and see how that was a difference in their life compared to their peers, they see why that was a positive difference as well. You know, it occurs to me too, though, we were able to substitute in our family a sleepover-esque experience for our kids in that on Friday nights, if you remember, after we would watch, you know, we on Friday nights we either had family game night or we had movie night with pizza. That was our tradition here at the house. But very often, don't you remember, all the kids would camp out downstairs in the basement mm-hmm. and yeah. sleep downstairs together in the basement. So that was sort of their sleepover, was just as siblings in the basement. And then in the morning they woke up and they would watch Saturday morning westerns. So I think there are other ways that you can have that fun element. But I think one of the the big things that we're trying to say here that we've said all along, and that is we always prioritize the family relationships over the relationships outside of the family. And so that's one of the ways that we capitalized on those Friday night campouts in the basement was they, they could do it with their siblings, right? Because that was a safe place to do that as, as opposed to with friends outside. Right. Well, and I think one of the other things to say on sleepover specifically and some of the other topics that we'll be covering in show 9, 10, and 11, which are also some pretty tough topics, and that is don't just go with the flow of what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be real tempting to do that because you're going to be caught off guard with the, hey, here's an invitation for Susie to come join our daughter, you know, in two days for a sleepover birthday party. Okay, how do I answer that? So you, you need to be prepared in advance, especially before that first one comes. How are you going to address that? How are you going to deal with it? And there's going to be uh, those invitations. That's what the rest of the world's doing, uh, whether or not they're thinking about it, whether or not they're even recognizing the bad that's happening. And even if they do recognize the bad, oftentimes they just keep plugging along doing the same old thing. But so let's go there. You know, let's say Sally's invited your daughter over. I know I know what we said, like you said a few minutes ago that one of the things about saying no universally to sleepovers is that sooner or later people catch on and it's not an invitation anymore, which is great. But initially you kind of have to fumble, what are you going to say? And generally, my response, our response was, you know, that is so great that you've invited her. She, it'd be great. She is, she can come and I'll pick her up at about 11 or 1130, you know, and just proactively say, and then what do you mean? Well, it's supposed to be a sleepover. You don't have to pick her up. Like, no, I I think we prefer to pick them up and not, we're not a sleepover family. So we'll pick them up about 11, 1130 if that works. And, you know, just have a prepared answer. Um, let your child go and participate. I think that there is a kind of protection there that the child can sense. I know our daughters, it was hard for the daughters, I think more than the sons, because it's a girl thing. But again, our daughters are all grown now, and all three of them have independently said thank you for for not doing the sleepover thing. Right, and that's where uh, participating during the daylight or the early evening Mm -hmm. portion of some of these events can be a great alternative. Right. Uh, Now, it's going to be very inconvenient, most likely, for you to drop them off and pick them back up three or four hours later and maybe return them for breakfast the next morning. But I'm telling you, that price will be well worth it. Indeed. 
And who knows, they may say those are the most boring things or the worst things in my life. I don't even care to go any more that I get invited to in the future. Who knows what your kid will say, but it will definitely create some great conversation between you and your kid and some really tight bonding between you and your child as they realize how much you actually care about them and you're doing this parenting gig intentionally right? and you want to protect them. Mm -hmm. And all those kind of conversations can come up as you debrief and follow up and have good, deep conversations with your kids about the decisions you're making as a parent. And what really matters. That's right. So these are tough conversations, but they're worth having. So thanks for joining us today. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, and we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. We want to thank our sponsor, Apology Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apology is the number one publisher of creation-based science, Bible curricula, and online instruction for homeschooling families with over 110 number one awards. Now that's impressive, but more importantly, that's why Apology is trusted by homeschooling families all across the USA and the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.